Bienvenido al Podcast Worth the Calorias. Un gran honiedo botanico. Hola, mi amor. Hola. <laughs> I'm, I'm blown away. <laughs> That's the extent of my Spanish. Thank you very much, Google Translate. Muy bien. Muy bien. Cuidado con el gato. <laughs> you wouldn't think I had a GCSE in Spanish because um, I basically have forgotten most of it. Yeah, but you have other languages that have pushed that out. So yes. I think you're allowed. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I should have also looked up what Welcome to Mexican Week. Welcome to Bienvenida Al Weekes Mexicano. I was about to say El Setimana Mexicano, but that's probably Italian or some kind of. Uh, I, I sometimes say I, also, I speak fluent European because <laughs> I think my French will merge into my Italian, which merges into my Spanish. Bienvenida a la Semana Mexicana. Bienvenida. Yes, I don't have an accent. Bienvenida. Bienvenida. Who knows? Mexican week. Mexican week indeed. A very good week because we like Mexican food, of course. Yes. Um, previous years have had Danish week, various others. This was the first one I was like, oh, interesting. I'm, I'm... And definitely interesting because I, I, not, this is not to say that there isn't, uh, that the Mexicans do not have a, a great baking history mm-hmm. or tradition. It's just that it's not one I know about. So no. that, that's, that, that for me made it fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It, the, the hotter the country, the less likely they are to have um, baked products in, in the way that we think of cake mm. and would do cake, and particularly the need for heavier, stodgier things to help you get through the cold months. Yes, In the yes, same yes. way, you know, there's a reason Absolutely. we have all these grains that we grow. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so, interesting. interesting. What did you make of it? Uh, I really liked it. I think, I think we'll come to the technical challenge in a bit, but I think the technical challenge is as ever. Not as good on the international weeks. It it wasn't really a baking challenge, was it? I mean, obviously there was a baked element to mm. it, but if you stripped out all of the other bits, that baked element is very well. I'll I'll ask you later let's, whether let's it was straightforward when we get to it because it you know it's not even baked. But this show isn't about pure baking. Whilst it's called the Bake Off, it's yeah. about the sweet end of kitchen things. This technical doesn't feed into it, but you know, donuts and baking. No, no, no. So, I just yeah. anyway, 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 we'll get there. We kicked off with twelve mini. No, that's episode one. Mini sandwich cakes. That doesn't sound right. We kick off with twelve pan dulce. Pan dulce, sweet bread. Sweet breads. Yeah, I, I I didn't know this was a thing in Mexico. Mm. Um, I was fascinated. I was especially fascinated by the very great similarities there were between the um, conchas and melon pan in Japan mm. because they look virtually identical. Mm-hmm. To the extent I spent ages reading about this afterwards, right, and okay. ultimately. They aren't quite identical, but they're very, very similar. Mm. And no one really knows why these two types of sweet bread have developed in such different areas of the world. Um, but the best explanation I could find mm. was actually both of them were imports from, from possibly Portuguese, possibly Spanish oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, roots, yeah. so that, okay. that they actually had their origins, mm. Pot- potentially. I don't know, and I would welcome mm. any feedback from someone that genuinely does know, um, but they possibly both had their origins somewhere more European, and that's how it's yeah. developed in, that, in, that, in Japan and Mexico mm. uh, separately. But yes. I thought that was a really good challenge. Yeah. I thought it was a really interesting challenge. Mm-hmm. I love the diversity of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it was something different, obviously. It was uh, because it's Mexican. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but again, it had that that feature which I really enjoy in the signatures, which is about taking a fairly plain canvas and allowing the candidates to paint it with their take on making a great flavor combination. Mm. Mm. Yes. So, have you had melon pan? I used to eat it all the time in uh, Japan. Is it melon pan? No, I think the melon is um, that. So it's called melon pan. There's no melon in it. I think it's the but melon, shape. as in we understand melon. It's not yeah, yeah, melon yeah. pan or something. No, it's okay. m- meron. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think the naming comes from the fact that it's like a, a half, okay, yeah, yeah. a half moon. So is that sort of slightly iced, crackling, crackling yeah, type? Yeah, okay, yeah. slightly. Oh. It's, it's it's sweet, fluffy white bread with a with a slightly crackle, yeah, like iced, yeah. ice sugary, crispy top on it. Looks exactly like a very plain contrastus, mm. and it's just a normal convenience okay. store. Um, as I used to call them in Japan, mystery, mystery bread product, because occasionally there'd be something <laughs> weird in the middle. Um, <laughs> you know, but I ate a lot of them. They were very, uh, nice. you know, 100 yen, bit of a snack. Mm. It was very nice. Yeah. So, no, I thought it was really good. I thought it was interesting seeing how everyone put their different take on it. Mm-hmm. I suspect because it's something that they're not so familiar with, some of them maybe had more challenges than others. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was the, you know, I don't think their bakes were universally well received by no. uh, Paul and Prue. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a bit harsh, but uh, particularly those ones with the cracklan, yes, too heavy on top, which implies. Uh, and I wonder if this is something to do with the process of of proving and baking in a short space of time, because it does seem like they're supposed to be proved for a very long, proofed for a very long time. Yes, because it's an enriched dough, isn't it? Mm. And that needs quite a long proof. Yeah. So only having the technical signature, what do they get? Like three hours. I, Two and a half hours. Yeah, I don't have a note of how long, but but, but you know, you know, the the recipe that I had to go at, which we'll come on to in a second, you know, it the proofing time alone would probably be the two proofs. The first one is two hours at a minimum, right? And the second proof is about an hour. So, yeah. and that was quite a simple mm. contrast recipe. Well, play, relatively plain mm. contrast recipe, and that requires at least at minimum three hours of proofing, right? So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know that anyone could possibly get that easily. Yeah, so it's using the warming drawer. Yeah. Which is not necessarily the best way to, to approve your items and then not have enough time for it. Yeah. So, you know. And, and maybe they didn't expect them to go for contrast because clearly there were other options as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But it was good. Any that were made that particularly grabbed you? Oh, I thought quite, I thought the filled ones sound interesting. Mm. Like it's sort of even more bready donut. Like, yes, yeah, and and I suspect that's because I thought you need a bit of extra flavour with it because you know a, a sweet bread's mm. nice, mm-hmm. the sugary crusting on the top's nice, mm-hmm. but it's not a very exciting yeah bake. So yeah. I like the idea of them being filled, having something in them. Uh, did I remember someone filling it with sort of a salted caramelly thing, or did I? Was that just what I would have liked to have? Yeah, James did coffee caramel oyster conscious. I think the oyster was the the thing on the top. The thing wasn't on top. Yeah. yeah, I said th- that was it. Coffee caramel. Yeah. His, his filling that 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 quite appealed to me. I felt. Ooh. I mean, I didn't really feel the need to have the oyster on top. I think he was just showing off a bit there. But I liked the idea of the coffee caramel in the middle. Mm. Um, did someone do do 
Uh, they were called rum tipsy ones or something. Oh, yes. I don't know if those were conchers. I think there was something else. Yeah, it was but one, yes. one of the other options. options. That looked very nice. And, look and very I nice. liked that they were slightly fun and wonky and, yes, you know. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so it was interesting. And, and, mm. and, like, do you know, there's a lot of them that I'd quite like to try the eating of. Mm-hmm. Maybe the baking of, I guess. But, yes, yeah, if okay. we've got time. Mm. So I tried to have a go at the conchers. Right. And I got through the first proof. Okay. Um, I am going to have to have another go at the conscious mm. because once again, I think um, I mean I knew at that point the point I was making it that our yeast was out of date. But I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. Yeah. That 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 it's supposed to it's supposed to double in size mm, and that first okay. proof. It maybe had risen a little little bit, but it definitely not, not a double in size. Okay. So I, I decided that actually rather than then spend a frustrating time trying to bake bread that I knew was never going to be nice. Mm. I um I I abandoned ship and put my dough in the bin. <laughs> but I <laughs> so will let's, give let's it a draw, go another time. We, let's draw we, a line we under that. Pledged for our listeners we will draw a line under the yeast conversations that we have. We will yes. get new yeast in. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> new yeast, please. New yeast. <laughs> Fresh yeast that we are confident yeah. in rather than old yeast. I I, I th- this felt like a good one because it felt like they were doing stuff that people would go yeah, that, that looks like something to try. Yes. Yeah. Whereas, again, when I look at some of the previous years like this, it's been, oh, well, that's unusual. Yes. Okay. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Technical challenge. Tacos. Nom, 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 nom. I, I'm, I'm a little mixed on this because if you told me there was a technical challenge on Mexican week, I feel like tacos would have been in the back of my head. Yeah. But that's because of my experience of the Bake Off and knowing it as a show, which you would hope all these people going on have watched all of it and made notes mm, of, of flavour preferences and this kind of thing. But it does stand out because it is a meat-based one. So I'm wondering, is it that I saw in last week's, they said, oh, you know, a meat-based uh, yeah. technical. Uh, and as soon as you know that, it's like, well, it's not going to be like an enchiladas or something. Maybe it's a burrito. I could have seen it being burritos, but actually taco felt like the most obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and to make the tortilla for a burrito is even more straightforward. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's... Yeah. yeah you know. So, so that's like that. That's the complaint that I've seen and that I can kind of agree with that, yes, it is, because the making the tortilla shell was the absolute easiest thing. Some, flour, right. some of the um, masa harima, marahasima. Masa harima, the corn flour. Yep. But but not not corn flour as we think of corn flour. The flour made from corn. Okay. So the yellow corn flour. Right. Okay. Um, and add some water and mix it together, and then let it settle for half an hour, and then roll it out and press it under a casserole lid, and you've got your tortilla shell that you cook for a couple of minutes on either side. Okay, I'm going to reverse my comments and say um, making the tortilla for a burrito and making the tortilla for a taco equally straightforward i I think so absolutely um baking is about a non-contact heat putting it in a hot place to bake something this is a contact heat because you're putting it on a thing it's not but like i say we also do stuff that's deep fried or fried or so you know it's just about the the, baking is the easy expression for it yes um but there were all the other elements and I think I said last week that if this is what it was, I was going to be very interested in it because I love Mexican Mexican food. I love making Mexican food. I love eating Mexican food. And the idea of making 
the the taco shell and the tortilla and the salsa and the guacamole and the fried beans and the beef all from scratch terrific that was a very exciting challenge and it was a delicious eat so thank you very much for um, a delicious <laughs> dinner last night and it, it came together as a very very nice meal it was lovely together like yeah. there was plenty uh it was filling as it yeah. was. It was a whole range of different flavors I appreciated the recipes. I have I've been a bit down on their recipes at times, and yeah. I will call out this one because it talked about needing, I don't have it in front of me, but hydrogen peroxide or something. What? <laughs> no, let's look it up. Let's look it up so I can tell you. I'm like, what did I eat? <laughs> so the recipe called out for needing calcium hydroxide. Well, that's a bit scary sounding. Which you, half a teaspoon of food safe calcium hydroxide and i didn't look at whether you could get calcium hydroxide because you basically you get the corn right not corn flour not flour made from corn you get corn and calcium hydroxide and you mix it and you do stuff with it and eventually the skins come off the corn the corn goes very soft and then you mill it yourself and that sounds tedious and you leave it for eight hours and then you add some water and make some dough out of it that sounds super tedious. Or you buy some pre-done stuff and then you make it. Right. And I will give them a shout out because they absolutely put on the recipe to do all these steps. Or if you're just using the Masa Harima, just mix it with some water and then you've got your, your dough. Nice. So for once. Okay. And it all came in the right order of steps. So as I was reading it through it, I'm like, well, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. When are you going to tell me what to do? And they did have the right thing in there. So, okay, that's right. good. Good recipe. I'm hoping for more of that. Yeah. yeah. So, are there elements, mm-hmm. or, or, or well, actually, would you make any of it again? Would you make all of it again? Are there just bits that you'd make again? I really enjoyed making the tortillas. Okay. A, a little bit. We saw on the show that some of them didn't have the strength or the weight or the leverage to be able to flatten them. Actually, there were a couple of hours that were a bit thick because it was actually quite hard to flatten them more than they were getting flattened. Right. Because it is... it is Tough is not the right word. It, there's a really interesting bit in the recipe that is um, mix the flour with water until you have a dough that is neither sticky nor dry. Ooh, that's quite a precision which, point. Which means wet, but not sticky. Not sticky, not dry. So I end up with a thing where I'm like, well, it's not sticky. And it's clearly not dry. So this must be it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, an, it, as it turned out, a really nice way to describe it. But it then did mean that, yes, it's a bit tough. So when you're, you're pressing down on it, actually having to put a lot of weight and a lot of pressure on it. Mm. And, you know, shuffle the thing to try to spread it out as much as possible. And with each of those balls, I got about a 12 centimeter thing, which is what I was supposed to get. So that's yeah. right. So I would love to do it again. But I'm a little nervous of trying to do it for like an enchilada shell. Yes. Uh, enchilada tortilla. Because they are... They're big, 20 right? 20 centimetres, yeah. probably more, maybe. So I don't know whether they would need actually rolling. I'm not sure how easy rolling them out. But but again, that makes me interested in doing it. And when I opened the flower, the smell came out of it that was just, oh, this is this is the smell of tortillas of tortilla crisps of but like really nicely nice. done tortilla crisps this kind of thing so again maybe it's even can i find out how to make tortilla crisps that would be interesting well mm. having having done some sort of shallow frying of of cut up tortillas yeah. for, those, for that crispy element on top of that chicken soup that i made mm. the other week I think it's definitely doable. I think it's something we could do in our deep fat fryer. Yeah, because again, I, I'm sort of interested in in trying this flour while we've got it. Absolutely. Well, it well, let's not just leave it in the drawer to go off. Exactly, exactly. However, I made the tortilla, I made the salsa, I made the refried beans, I made the guacamole. Yeah. 
and I marinated the steak and mm. cooked the steak and then, and then sliced it up. There is no need for anyone to make their own salsa and tortilla shells. I don't think there's any need to make refried beans, but I'm not a huge fan of refried beans at the best of times. Yeah. And I think these were fine, but very bland. Yeah. By, by comparison with how flavoursome the rest of it was. Yep. And it was interesting to have made guacamole, because I know other people who've made guacamole, and I've you know mm-hmm. one of those things that's interesting to try. I'm not sure there's necessarily a need to make that either. Yeah. That That's the one bit that I would say of all those. Yeah. So I'm going to do more tortillas because yeah. we have the flour. Yeah. I'm never going to make my own salsa. Fair enough. Again. I think I think just buying a jar of salsa would have been probably Fine. better in the end, actually, because it would have spread nicer and rather than being chunks. Yeah. Guacamole was interesting enough to make, and I'd do it if we had some avocado left over. Fine. Definitely not doing refried beans. But the marinade on the um on the, the steak, steak. Oh, what that was lovely. Really lovely. Cooking the steak was delicious. It sliced so nicely, so easily. So you ended up with these nice strips of steak on your taco, mm. which were easy to bite through. It wasn't chewy because it was overdone or anything. That I think we're definitely going to do again. That was a very yeah, nice it was steak really nice. with a very nice spicy, but with touches of spice. Yeah. Mm. Yes. No. Absolutely. And I'd be interested to try the marinade on different cuts of steak as well. Yeah. Because Bavette's just not one. I mean, it was lovely. Yeah. But it's not one I've thought to buy before. And, and the marinade was all sorts of garlic, oregano, several different types of chili, some sugar, some salt. It was it was just huge numbers of different flavours coming together. So, again, you can tailor that if you want a bit mm. sweeter, a bit saltier, a bit spicier. Nice. Mm. And was it a dry marinade? Yeah. Yeah, it would literally just dump everything in in dump. Put everything in a bowl together, stir it all together, and then I poured some of it over and spread it around with a spoon, flipped the steaks over, poured the rest over, spread it around with a spoon, yeah. let it sit in a drawer for a good few hours. I'm just thinking, because it could be potentially for a... Uh, I'm always thinking, how could I make nicer food midweek when I've got no time? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you could potentially make the marinade up at the weekend. Just have a jar of it. And just and, have a jar, you yeah. know, have a jar of it. Not not to last for ages, no, but, but I bet it might be nice on chicken strips Yeah, as a sort of fajita alternative. I think it worked really well. Mm, mm. It's good. Can, can I just say... Go ahead. I know you said you weren't sure about making guacamole again. Not sure it's worth the point. I really, really enjoyed... Having the extra um, tomato and and stuff like that within the guacamole okay. to give it an extra, mm. just an extra texture. Mm. So I'd I'd have happily sacked off the salsa, but had that sort of extra lumpy, freshly done yeah. guacamole. It was really it was really lovely. That's that's very fair. It was nice with that because it had uh, a whole tomato and a quarter of an onion. It should have been a red onion, but we had a quarter white onion left over from the other bit. So it's, frankly, it's going to be a white onion. Absolutely. Um, it's supposed to have some chili in it, but because there was a lot of chili in some of the other stuff, I'm like, this is the one I'm going to leave the chili out of. Yep. Um, oh, and that, and that was the other thing. Actually, making changes to this, you know, this is our our increasing comfort with doing things. I made an absolute change to all this. Uh, in fact, I two, made two absolute changes. One of which was I left out any trace of coriander from any recipe because coriander is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> frankly, um, to borrow a face from my sister. Um, and I served it with tequila, which I think improved it immensely. <laughs> I enjoyed the tequila shots, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so a, a, a very pleasant thing. A thing I am delighted to have done Yep. Um, from, from me. Am I going to do it again? I'm not going to do every step of it again, but definitely the meat portion. Go and have a look at that recipe because it was really good. Nice. Yeah. How did they do on the show? I can't remember who came top. 
And I don't think it made any difference <laughs> as ever with the technical. Well, top, top was Maxi. Oh, yeah. Who yes, did yes. get Starbaker um, yep. and who had done very well. And I think she was hand, head and shoulders above everyone else this week because yes. Shabira came second on it. Yep. And I think did well enough, but didn't you know quite stand out in the same way. Um, and bottom was James and Rebs and Carol. Yeah, yeah. Partially because they'd filled it incorrectly, they'd served it incorrectly, some people had overcooked their um, shells. And it's hard because certainly over here, shells are quite often hard shells. Yes, they are. I don't know that I've really... I don't really have... I don't know if they've had a soft taco. I, I think we've had soft taco shells when we've been to actual Mexican restaurants. Yeah. But when you go to Tex-Mex or your TGI Fridays or even you're buying the stuff in the shop, I think they're hard shells. Right. Um, and I think it was better having that pliability to them. Because mm. um, I, as just a final thing, when I did them, I then put them over rolling pins. They did get a bit of a curve to them. They didn't mm-hmm. set in that position. You yeah. could absolutely move them. But it meant it was a little bit easier for, for when you're serving it to know sort of what's the portion you're looking for. Mm. Um, that made that a little bit easier. And I think some people just went wildly in different directions on some of yes. the flavors. I can't, But I can't think that anyone did anything very problematic in terms of the steak. No. Carol chopped hers up and mixed it in before she cooked it, which I get, because that's how you do fajitas. Oh, yeah, that was the thing she did, wasn't it? She chopped up the beef so it didn't cook to a yeah. very tender yeah. place. Whereas I think the thing to do with Bavette steak yeah. is apparently, having read up on it in the car this morning, mm. is apparently cook it as one and actually let it rest for about 20 minutes. Really let it before, rest, yeah, um, yeah. Before slicing it up. Yeah, because we left our as to rest for quite a while. Um, so when we finally... Uh, sliced it. It sliced so easily. Yes, it was lovely. Yeah. Mm. So I think. Um, that's, that's I think. A good I think. Uh, yeah. I think accidentally uh. we left it. You know, it, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was the perfect thing to do with that <laughs> cut of meat. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. A good challenge. Yeah. I, I can see it not having been churros because they. I think they've done churros as a technical before. Um, and I'm not sure you do something that needs massive proving as a technical challenge. Well, no, even mm. less time, isn't it? Yeah, there? exactly. So. Yeah, so that's good. And our final one was tray leches cake. Okay. Have you ever had a tray leches cake? No. Neither have, have I. And like, where does one get one? Because that <laughs> looks exactly my like. I like. I love a really moist, mm-hmm. juicy mm-hmm. cake. I love condensed milk. Right. That I like. I'm just like. This feels like it would be 100% up my street. Mm. But having never had one makes me think, well, where does one get one? Because I'm not sure I'm that enthused about making it, but I would like to eat some. I'd be interested in making one. And yeah, it's supposed to be a showstopper. So absolutely making multiple levels, multiple layers, some sort of design to it. I get it. Yeah. I would be interested in doing one more than for the sort of soaking and then dressing. Yes. You know, covering it in some way and seeing how it comes out. That's a technique I'm interested to try. Um, do you know what you would do as your three layers and flavours? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I think um, I think for for me there'd be some alcohol involved. Right. I think a nice sweet rum. Okay. Might add itself well mm-hmm. to uh, a tray leches cake. Okay. But okay. other than that, that's as far as my 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 thoughts were. Simply, I would like to eat one. I would like to eat <laughs> one done well. Okay. Uh, by someone who knows what they're doing, mm. and um, yes, maybe a bit of rum. Hmm. How about you? Have you had you thought more on it? 
I have three flavors that when you say three flavors of Mexico would absolutely scream. I would have my enchilada flavor. I would yeah. have my burrito flavor and I'd have my taco flavor cake. And that would, no, I'm joking. Of <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame you can't listen to the sound of my face. <laughs> I would have the top layer as some sort of maybe salted caramel. Okay. Salted That's milk nice. maybe. The middle layer is some sort of lemon flavor. Mm. And the bottom level is some sort of lime flavor. To have your salt, lemon, and lime time. Salt, lemon, and lime time, tequila. <laughs> tequila nice. flavored cake without, and then serve tequila on the side of it. I like it. Uh, I like it. That would it. have been the, I, it just as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, well, someone must do this. This is the most obvious, easiest thing. Nice. No? Okay. Just no. <laughs> I think I was too busy going, oh, nice milky cake. <laughs> I was a little surprised that they said flavors of Mexico because this feels like the absolute thing where they say, right, the Mexican style is soaked cakes yes. and, and, you know, very moist cakes in whatever flavor combination you would yeah, like to do yeah, it yeah. and let people push it out and do the flavors of their own home, flavors they know. Absolutely. But is that to stop them doing raspberry, vanilla and chocolate? You know, something very yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, don't know. No, don't know. But I also like it as a challenge because it's so fraught with peril. Well, I mean, you could just end up with a pile of mush, right? Yeah. And and I think you would be... That's the worst outcome, the pile of yes. mush. But that then makes you put not enough in. It's a bit too dry. Which I think what most of them did. Yeah. There were very... like who, who? There's one of them, I think, I remember having the right consistency. Was it Dawn? Yes, because Dawn, they absolutely said, was... was Yes. Incredible. They love yeah. dawns, so. Yeah, and I don't think anyone else got it no. quite quite moist enough. I think yeah. everyone backed off on putting too much liquid in. Which which I think is what I would do as well. I would I would err on the side of caution yeah. for that one. Mm. Yeah. Which is why I'm not that enthusiastic about baking one myself because <laughs> I'd write, you know, I, I think I think this is a difference between the two of us. Mm. I want to try and learn how to make things that I think I could do again and again. Right, yeah. As yeah. opposed to just try something for the experience of expanding yeah. my technique range, <laughs> which is why I will do that, Conchas. Sure. Okay. I will. Okay. I will no, one, I believe day. You. one day. I believe you. It's the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? i tell you what I did learn from from that. Is that Maybe not learn, but it re-emphasised my thought that bread making would totally fit into your life if you're super organised. But you have to be super organised yeah. to get the little... Because there's lots of steps. Mm -hmm. Each step doesn't take that much time. Mm -hmm. But you have to plan in a really long time period over which to do it because of all the proofing. Yeah. 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 Shabira. Shabira. Used sweet corn in her signature and showstoppers. I love the fact that she's such a risk taker. I mean, I'm not sure I want to eat it, but uh, the, the, the showstopper, the sweet corn cake. It's like, really? Well, but. there was also a comment on Twitter about me talking about having sweet corn on, um, on pizza last week. And I would throw out to, to anyone listening who might be thinking about it, sweet corn is a great addition to basically every meal. Anything where you're you throw vegetables in, any time you have vegetables on the side, vegetables on the top of something, sweet corn really works. Throw it in your lasagna. Throw it in your stew. Throw it on the side or something. I'm not disputing this. <laughs> you better not be. But what I would say is that I don't know many people who like sweet corn more than you do. <laughs> 
just 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 putting it out there <laughs> and if you haven't heard it already you need to look up the corn song that seems to be going around the on corn song. the corn song is it by the band corn no 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 okay that would be a bit terrifying <laughs> but like um on the various instagram reels which i think are all stolen from tiktok there there was a whole phase of people doing the memes to oh wait, i don't know if it's called the corn song but it's like <laughs> it's corn <laughs> and it's genuinely about sweet corn right um i think it's a song written for you should i put a clip in here why not maybe it's Maybe. See if we can get taken down from YouTube from copying people's music. Exactly. <laughs> no, I I would be... You're absolutely right. I love sweet corn. I think it's a great flavour because I have quite a sweet tooth. Um, I would be interested in trying the sweet corn cake, and I think it would work. Yeah. In the same way we talk about beetroot and carrots and other things going into cakes. And particularly because I baked with corn flour this week, and it worked really well and was very easy. Mm. When we went to Japan, did we ever have the sweet corn soup? Not that I know of. No, this this was an error on my part. Mm. Maybe I hadn't been quite as fully fully alert (laughs) to your love of corn. But yeah, that's quite a standard tin soup in Japan, like a sort of sweet corn. Like we have cream of tomato, it's like cream of sweet corn. I'll give it a go. It was a little bit sweet for me, but... um, Maybe I would. But it might be right up your street. No, I I quite like, like you say that she's prepared to commit to what she thinks yeah. is the right thing to do. And I think she pulls it off. I think so far nothing's gone awry for her, which we'll see if she can keep that up. Good on her. I mean, she's definitely a strong second half of the season candidate. Yeah. She's not going to be in the first wave of the, leaving. There is a sense that we are seeing Maxi, Janusz and Shabira as the three standout, really capable bakers. Agreed. We're sort of expecting them in the final. Agreed. And then there's a few others who are good, but haven't quite stood out. I think Sandra is clearly very good. Yeah. But... I think Dawn's a dark horse. Yeah, I'm wondering if Dawn is growing into it, mm. is is sort of learning to trust herself and her instincts, because you need instincts in this. Yeah. So if you can trust her experience to come to it, maybe she will. Because I can't remember her doing a bad bake so far. I think she's done a couple of really good bakes. Mm-hmm. The remember the mac- macaron um, yep. yo-yos mm. and this tres leche cake, mm. um, and then everything else is kind of middling. Yeah, which gives her room to room to grow from. Yeah, her, her stuff has been, I think, generally very good. You, yes. you would understand her being a second half of the series Agree. type of person. Um, it was Rebs and James who went home with Carol, possibly. Carol was been the... cast out, but she she didn't because two of them were leaving. Yes, I was a little surprised. At James, I'm not not quite surprised that he's gone quite so early because I think he's got a couple of things he does well, but the rest of it isn't his forte. He can't pipe his way out the whole season. Uh, and this was not a an episode to get to coast on your piping. I think yeah. or on your decoration. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rebs, I don't. I just don't think she's quite gotten to grips with it in the episodes that we've had. No, I mean, I, and maybe I'm sure she's Ill. a lovely girl. I'm mm. sure. Uh, well, she, oh, clearly she's a lovely girl. Mm. She she was the right choice to go this week. Yeah, and I don't think anything we've seen in in the previous weeks no would would challenge it. Mm. I think you know so. And, and I feel like Carol has also struggled in each week so far. So you're sort of feeling like 
is this sort of the end for her now? And is is this the extra week she potentially would have got on next week? Is the extra week she would have gotten? Yeah, maybe we'll see. Maybe. Hmm. I, I I liked it as an episode. I think yeah, I think it was, it was a, good this episode. was a good theme. Um, by comparison to some of the other random other country themes we've had. I would say, having had a delicious meal of taco <laughs> last night, it is most definitely trumping the Evelskiever. Evelskiever. Evelskiever, yes, with that pan that we still, well, we still have. have on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's most definitely better than cooking pita bread over an open fire absolutely. in the garden. Absolutely. So, yeah. so next week is desserts. Mm. So going to be probably lots of very creamy things, I would imagine. See, si, see. Si. Be interesting to see what comes. Nice. You want to try Conchas again? I do want to try Conchas again. I don't think I'm going to have time during the week because okay. um, life. But I, you know, we're at home both days next weekend at the mm. moment. Who knows maybe. what plans will happen? Um, so maybe Conchas will appear next okay. weekend. But what I might be tempted to do is make the dough on Friday night mm. and then have that first pr- with with some brand spanking new yeast. Brand new yeast. Brand new yeast. Fresh from the yeast factory. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then le- let the proof happen overnight. Right. You know, without any sort of warm cabinet or anything, just stick it in an unheated um, proving drawer overnight on the Friday night. Mm. And then maybe you'll have freshly baked conscious for your breakfast. Oh, that would be On a Saturday morning. Breakfast conscious. Breakfast conscious. Yes. So we'll see you next week for Desserts Week. Mm -hmm. I always see see you for Desserts Week. (laughs) I was about to say sayonara. That's not Spanish. Adios. Adios. Adios, mes amigos. Hasta luego. <laughs> <laughs> Cuidado. Cuidado con el gato.